You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help facilitate conversations around what it means to step into your confidence so you can live the life you want, not the one you think you should. Join me as we talk about body and self-acceptance, nutrition, movement, and mindset so that you can uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. With that, let's go to the show. Okay, full disclosure, it's bedtime here at the Ludeman house, and there's a certain four, almost five-year-old that doesn't want to go to bed. So if you hear any yelling, screaming, shouting, fighting, that's happening right above my head. But I couldn't wait to record this podcast. I literally couldn't wait. As soon as Tim got home, I was like, well, see you later. Threw on my headphones, shut the door, and got to work. Because this topic has been burning in my brain, and I have been just desperate to talk about this with you. I've been thinking about it and figuring out how best to approach it. I actually scripted this episode. Can you believe it? I never script, but I did because this one's important. I mean, they're all important, but this one, this right here, it's the meat. It's the meat and potatoes of body acceptance. So tonight, I want to, or today, or whatever time you're listening, I really want to talk about trying to hate yourself thin. And this is something that I have seen over and over and over again, is just this real disgust toward your body. And I'm just going to say you, instead of us, I want to really focus in on how you're feeling about this. And if you don't hate your body, if you're already in like body acceptance and like body love and all that goodness, yay, that's exciting. A lot of the people around you aren't. And this can be incredibly pivotal information to help you grow in empathy and to support other women who are maybe just starting this journey or are along it somewhere else. It doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. This information is critical. Okay. So you can't hate yourself thin. You can't loathe yourself thin. You can't criticize yourself thin. You can't restrict yourself thin because our bodies are intuitive and they want nothing more than to work with you. Your body wants to work with you. It wants to be, as weird as it sounds, your friend. It wants to partner with you to get you happiness in your life, not to be a distraction, not to be something that you fight tooth and nail to change, not something that you try to supplement down to a smaller size, not something that you punish with exercise. It doesn't want that. Our bodies are constantly in search of homeostasis, peace. Our central nervous systems are constantly looking for respite from the stress and the chaos and the drama of life. And when you are trying to actively like haterade on your body, whether that be critical comments, comparison, 
using diets or supplemental pills to help you lose weight or even get healthy because P.S. Healthy and thinness are not synonymous. Just because you are thin does not mean you are healthy. Just because you are well-proportioned does not mean that you are unhealthy. We have crazy thoughts about what we think healthy is, and you've got to, got to, got to define what health looks like for you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Because every single person's definition is different. Anytime I ask somebody, what does healthy mean to you? I get a completely different answer than the person sitting next to them. Especially once you dig deep underneath what you should be doing when it comes to health. And that's a whole other podcast. I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again because it's it's pivotal. But I really want to focus in tonight on leaving behind the body hate. And hate is a strong word. Loathe is a strong word. But I really want you to get honest with yourself right now. If you were to stand in front of a mirror naked, no clothes, just you and your birthday suit, what kind of thoughts would be running through your head? Would it be like, wow, look at this incredible creation of God. It is amazing. It does so much for me. I love how it looks. I love how it feels. I love how it performs. I love how it, would it, would it be that kind of dialogue for you? Or does it sound more like, oh my gosh. Okay. I, I want to love my body, but I really don't. Gosh, you know, I just, I just wish, I just wish that my chin was just a little bit tighter or that my stomach was smaller, that my thighs weren't so wide or so jiggly. And does it turn into that? Is it this snowball of like, once you start, you can't stop. And a lot of this friend is not your fault. It's not your fault. Our culture, ugh, God bless it. It set you up for body hate and body shame. To be ashamed of how your body looks, especially for my postnatal and menopausal friends out there. Those two groups are hit the hardest because your body's undergoing so many changes that you cannot control. Can you control stretch marks? Absolutely not. Can you control night sweats? No, you can't. You can support your body with supplements and oils and things like that to help, but you can't control it. And that loss of control is just a breeding ground for all sorts of negativity. And there's so much body shaming, whether it's body shaming people with small figures or curvy figures, full figures, whatever words you want to use, there's body shaming on both sides, okay? But you can't, like it's physiologically, physically impossible to criticize yourself into a smaller size. But this is what we do because this is what culture says to do subliminal messaging about all the products that you need to be beautiful, all the workouts that you need to feel strong and sexy, all the things that you need to wear to be attractive, like all the things, right? From self-tanner to crazy hair colors and, oh, 
The list goes on and on all the ways that your body is not enough. It's not pretty enough. It's not strong enough. It's not sexy enough. It's not X, Y, and Z enough. Fill in the blank. And so the problem here is that when you have a real disrespect for your body, when you don't like it, when you work against it, anytime you may try to make changes from that place, they will not stick. That is why it is so incredibly difficult to get past that 10-pound weight loss mark because you've triggered your, the little inner rebel in your brain by restriction. And that rebel's like, mm, I'm not doing this. This is dumb. We like carbs. Why are we not eating carbs? Now you want all the carbs, right? This is why we do exercise. It's like, okay, I don't like my body, but I will if I work out. Here's the, the terrible thing that like fitness culture doesn't tell you that I'm here to tell you. And remember, I've been a fitness professional for over a decade, so I know a thing or two about this. And let me tell you that if you try to exercise to change the shape of your body, you will be disappointed. Here's why. Because then you've got to maintain it. Like, it is one thing to shed weight. It is one thing to change the shape of your body. It is quite another to maintain that ish. It is quite another And I talk about, uh, in a previous episode, the cost of thinness. I talk about this in detail and how people don't talk about the after. They just talk about the process. Just lose weight. Just do this. And then it's easy after that. Friends, it's not. It's not. Maintenance is hard. It's hard work. And your body's smart. Have I mentioned that yet? Your body's very intelligent. And it has this amazing ability to adapt. And when it comes to exercise, your body adapts pretty quickly. That's why when you like start to do push-ups, for example, and you can barely do one, and then you work at it for a little while, and then you can do two, and then three, and then four, and it gets easier and easier. That's because your body adapts. But the problem is then you got to keep doing more push-ups to get the same result. Exercise is not the way to change your body, especially if you are trying to use exercise as a way to earn food. And I did this for years. I haven't done very much talking about orthorexia, which is an obsession with healthy eating and exercise. It was something that I struggled with for seven years. And being on the other side of it now, I can see clearly what was going on. But when I was in the middle of it, I didn't know. But I would use my body as a means to get more food. The more I worked out, the more food I could eat, right? Have you ever done this? You're like, oh, okay, I'm eating this pizza and it's so delicious and I'm gonna have like X number of slices and then tomorrow I just need to run on the treadmill for like 50 minutes or I just need to do this class or I just need to do this. And you totally justify eating foods based on exercise. And that is a whole nother podcast episode, but that's totally something that you do from a place of body, hate, disrespect, loathing, shame, guilt, that all those negative, just energy sucking places that you start from. But there is hope and there is this thing called body respect. And I love body respect. I don't love body love. Okay, I think that body love is setting you up for failure because A, if you loathe your body, that jump to love is 
huge and you have to work through so many different things. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But that's just a huge leap. And second of all, I think that life is too short to spend that much energy loving your body. I think you could get away with body acceptance and have an incredible amount of love for your family, for yourself, like inside you, your essence, who you are, apart from your body, for your job, for your business, for your dreams, for your kids. Like you have so much love to give. Why spend the emotional energy trying to love something that will change on you and you can't control it? But you can support it. And it feels, at least to me, like so much freedom and a permission to let go of this idea of loving your body. You can let go of that. You don't need it. So body respect is this place that you get to where you have, like it sounds, a respect for your body. And out of that respect, you move, you eat, you do self-care, you show up, you dress up, you engage from a place of respecting the body that you have. And that is a big jump as well, right? Especially if you're deep in the throes of body loathing. So I have a couple of steps to kind of bridge the gap between here and there. So the first one is body awareness. Body awareness. It all starts with being aware. And this means being aware of your history with your body. How have you treated it in the past? Do you remember a time when you didn't hate your body? Do you remember a time when you felt confident in your body and you were like, yeah, I got it going on? And you may have to go back to when you were a little girl. Maybe you've never felt that way. But looking back at what your history is, looking at family beliefs around bodies, is your body something to be ashamed of? Is it something to keep covered? Is it something that you ignore? Is it something that you just completely disregard? What was your family's beliefs about bodies? And then looking at trauma, trauma is at the root of most of what we struggle with, and especially bodily trauma, whether that was traumatic birth or traumatic childhood or abuse of some sort. Trauma is stored in the brain, and that requires somatic processing to heal and release that stored trauma. I love EMDR, neurofeedback, brain spotting. These are incredible techniques that really dig into literally the stored trauma in your brain so that when you think about what happened to you, you don't experience the physical and emotional impact of that trauma. And that's a whole nother thing. If you have questions about that, I've been doing brain spotting for a couple months now and I can't say enough good things about it. So if you're interested Email me, Kim at CaptivatinglyConfident.com. I'd love to talk about it. It's incredible. But being aware of trauma. Also being aware of the shoulds around your body. And this can tie into family stuff, but it also extends to teachers, friends, culture. The shoulds, right, about your body. How it should look. How it should perform. How it should feel. How it should be. How you should dress. 
all of the shoulds. So raising your level of awareness, like as you can see, this is a lot of work right here. Just this first step of being aware and getting connected to your body. We dissociate from our bodies so often because we get feelings that come up and we push those aside. We get distracted by social media and the busyness of life, and it's hard to focus in on the feelings and sensations that we're having in our body. And so being aware of tingling in your hands or wiggling your toes. Danielle Savory, I just interviewed her yesterday for the podcast. Her episode's next week, by the way. (gasps) Amazing. We're talking about sex. It's going to be great. But she has an exercise called dropping into your feet where you literally take your awareness all the way down to your feet as a means of reconnecting with your body, just being aware of it. And once you've kind of worked through some of this awareness piece, then you can move into body acceptance. So when we think of the word acceptance, what's the first thing you think of? Probably acceptance with resignation, right? Like the people that accept their bodies are the ones that just go crazy and they They don't take care of their bodies. They're just resigned that this is the way it is. It's not going to get any better. I don't see it that way. I see body acceptance as a striving to make peace. It's not passive. It's active. You're striving to create a sense of peace and harmony with this body that you have, this house of your soul. And when you do that... There's a couple of things that you can do to really foster that acceptance. And the first thing is to spend more time naked, whether that's lingering after you get out of the shower in front of your mirror, like, you know, wipe it off and get that dew, moisture, whatever, condensation, that's the word. Get that off of the mirror so you can see your body. And your only job is to say nothing. It's not to affirm or criticize. It's not to validate or to question. It's not to pick, prod, nothing. Your whole job is to just observe. Again, be aware. Just observe your body. This also means wearing clothes that don't cover you as much. I'm amazed at how many people I saw. It's a 97 degree day today and I'm amazed. I saw so many women wearing long sleeve shirts and pants. Now, maybe that's the fashion statement they were going for, but in my experience, that means that they were covering up. They were ashamed of how their body looks, and so they were covering up. So part of body acceptance is to show a little bit more skin. And that could mean wearing a tank top. That could mean hashtag wear the shorts. (laughs) That could mean wearing a dress. Whatever that means for you. Showing a little bit more skin, getting used to seeing more of yourself. The more you cover, the more you hide, the less likely you're going to be to connect, to appreciate. It's not going to happen if you're hiding all the time and hiding your body. Looking in the mirror without saying anything negative, we talked about that. And I want you to remember that you have spent X number of years not liking your body. Maybe you hated it. Maybe you loathed it. Maybe you just tolerated it. Maybe you weren't a huge fan, but you kind of were like, yeah, wherever you fall, 
just, I want you to hold so much grace and compassion for yourself. And remember, your part of your identity is wrapped up in not liking your body. And anytime you try to change your identity or try to change a neural pathway that's been engraved by thoughts that happen over and over again, there's going to be some pushback. Okay, there's going to be a little resistance. There's going to be some hesitation. There's going to be some questions, some doubt, some uncomfortable feelings that come up for you. And I want you to be aware of those and to just welcome those and to reduce it down to the ridiculous. I was listening to the Lewis Howes podcast. He has the School of Greatness and he had Bob Proctor. I didn't know Bob Proctor before last week, and now I'm obsessed. He is a genius who's been doing like self-help business development stuff for like eons since the 60s. And he was saying, when you're trying something new, literally reduce it down to the ridiculous, like the most ridiculous thing. So if that's standing in front of the mirror, and not say anything negative, start there and work your way up to the positive. So many people want to make the jump. Okay, I've decided I'm done fighting my body. I'm going to start loving it. And they look and they're like, I love my body. And it feels completely inauthentic, feels ungrounded. It does not feel aligned. It feels like a lie. And no matter how much you tell yourself you love your body, if you haven't done the awareness and acceptance, stages, it's going to feel that way always. It's going to feel inauthentic. And so you've, you can't short skip these steps, friends. You have to go through the awareness. You have to go through the acceptance. Again, which is that striving for peace. It's not a resignation. It's not a giving up. But it's a, almost like a surrender, almost. Surrendering the struggle, surrendering the fight, surrendering the massive amounts of emotional energy that you put toward criticizing and hating your body, comparing it to other people. That's another way of self-body hate is comparing it to others. And by practicing acceptance, you don't have to compare anymore. You don't have to sit there and criticize and pick and poke and prod. It just is what it is. This is where you're at at this moment in time. And that's something that helps me when I'm having body days where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe my body right now. I try to remember there is nothing I can do in the next 48 hours to change the shape of my body. I can't control it. There is nothing I can do except for accept it for where it's at right now. And again, it's that surrendering. It's that peace that comes from giving up the fight. Aren't you exhausted? Oh, it's exhausting hating your body. It's so draining. And when we talk about energetic levels and vibrations, that is like a negative vibration. And when you start to flip the script, you notice that you have more energy, that you feel better. You have less stress, less anxiety. Your stomach works better. You have less headaches. Like this whole practice can literally change your entire life. It's incredible. And then the last part of this is body appreciation. And appreciation is recognition and enjoyment of the good qualities of something. So what are the good qualities of your body? What has it done for you? Where has it gotten you? And you, again, reduce it to the ridiculous. I am thankful for my feet because I'm standing. 
Start there. I'm thankful for my hands because without them, I couldn't do a ton of things. Thankful for my arms because they allow me to hug. I'm thankful for my head because without it, I would be dead. <laughs> like literally start with something so ridiculous and so small and work your way up to I accept my stomach with all of its lumps, bumps, lines, curves, squishiness, all of it, the way it hangs over my belt, the way it jiggles in the car when I go over a bump. I accept it and I appreciate it. Whoa, could you even imagine getting to a place where you could appreciate your stomach? hey that's a happy day. But I want you to do a couple things to practice appreciation. So this is where you look in front of the mirror and you start to validate what you see. And you do that by appreciating and practicing appreciation. What you appreciate, appreciates. Like this is science, y'all. Like the more you appreciate something, the more it grows. And the more you appreciate your body, the more it grows, the more that energy manifests and builds. And it just builds and builds and it builds your confidence. And so even if you pick just one thing, you're like, okay, today I'm going to appreciate my hair. Today I'm going to appreciate my wrinkles. Today I'm going to appreciate my arms and the way that they jiggle when I walk. Whatever it is that you need to appreciate, appreciate them and then validate it. Because my wiggly jiggly arms carry groceries, they carry babies, they hug people. Yeah. My wrinkles are a sign of a life well lived. My hair is the crown I never take off. The eyes are literally the window to my soul. Like affirmations that affirm your body, that show it deference and respect. Because it is worth that. And you've been told somewhere along the line that your body is not worth respect. It's not worthy of honor. You've been told that it's not enough or it's too much. And it's not, friend. It's not. That's a lie. But it's a lie that's easier to buy into than the fact that your body is worthy. And that it does deserve your appreciation and your respect. Because here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. When you get to that place of appreciation, that is when everything shifts. That is when your body's like, oh, okay, I get it now. We're working together. We're on the same team. You want the same thing I do. And that is when shifts happen, big shifts, because then you eat from a place of appreciation. You eat foods that make your body feel good. You move in a way that celebrates your body, in a way that makes you feel strong and capable, agile, whatever word you want to use. You practice self-care from a place of body appreciation and respect. You do things for your body from a place of love, if I dare use the L word, but of a place of peace and surrender. I've saw a long time ago a meme or a picture of a woman standing in front of a mirror and she said, I just want to be your friend. 
And it's her body says back, oh, I've been waiting for you to say that. Friend, your body is waiting for you to be its friend, to show it acceptance and appreciation, to show it respect, and to do things from that place of respect. And that is when you will find maybe even weight loss. Maybe you'll find strength. Maybe you'll find your sexiness. Maybe you'll find your peace. Maybe you'll even find body love there. Who knows? But I do know for a fact that as you practice that, you open yourself up to so much goodness, so much compassion, so much empathy, so much grace. No more guilt, no more shame, no more fighting. Bountiful energy versus exhaustion. All from doing this work of moving through body awareness, acceptance, and appreciation. And it's in that place. Oh, friends, life changing. I promise you that. I've experienced it myself. I see my clients experience it every single day. Every single day. Which is so incredible. So I know that this works. The question is, are you ready? Because it's one thing if you're ready to hear this and you're ready to take action. It's quite another if you're like, "Mm, I don't know. I've tried stuff like this before. It hasn't worked. The difference between that and this is one, your readiness. Two, your willingness. And three, support. And this is why we have the Captivatingly Confident community on Facebook. It is a place where you can go and get support, ask questions, vent, share your feelings, share your progress on this journey, and get support and love from people who are on the exact same journey as you. So if you haven't joined that group, go over to Facebook, type in Captivatingly Confident Community. Sorry, I have an alliteration problem. (laughs) It's a real issue. That and acronyms. I make an acronym for everything. But go and get support. Introduce yourself. Say, hi, my name is, and I'm working on, fill in the blanks. Come and let us cheer you on and support you in your journey toward practicing body respect. Which, P.S., bleeds over into every area of your life. So self-respect, respect for others, respect for your family members, and they're going to see this. And I wish so much that my mom had had this process. My mom was a hider. She hid in really baggy clothes. She was ashamed of her body. She did not appreciate it at all, and she didn't take care of it. And she had stomach issues for years, and when she finally went into the doctor, they found stage 4 uterine and ovarian cancer that killed her within 18 months. And friends, I am convinced that had she been in a place of body respect, that she would have gone in sooner. And maybe they would have caught it. Maybe not. I mean, obviously, we don't live in the what-if land. We don't play that game. But every now and then, I just have to wonder, what could have been different had my mom been in this place of body respect? What would have been different? And how can I make it different for my kiddo? How can I teach him to take pride in his body 
for him to to eat and move from a place of body respect. Yeah. It's incredible the impact that we have on our children and the children around us and the others around us. And it's incredible when we see somebody that practices this, right? There is nothing more attractive than a woman who is confident in her own body regardless of its shape. Right? Nothing more attractive. We're drawn to it. We're magnetized. We're we're like, what secret powers do you have? They have confidence because they're accepting. Or they're really good at faking. But I suspect not. I suspect that it comes from doing this work of practicing awareness, acceptance, and appreciation. (sighs) Okay. That was a lot. I want your feedback on this. What do you think? Do you think I'm off my rocker? Or do you think there's something to this? Go to the Captivating the Confident Community Facebook and let me know what you think about this episode. You can also rate and review it on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. I want to know. I do because I believe that this concept of body respect will change the world. Can you imagine? Just imagine with me for a second. If all the women you knew stopped the body hate and started practicing body respect, (gasps) what in the world? Our world would dramatically change. And that's my mission. And that is the mission of Captivatingly Confident. So you can go to captivatinglyconfident.com backslash free guide and grab my guide, Stop Shooting on Yourself. And that is an incredible resource, especially if you're in the beginning stages of awareness and you're looking at the shoulds. That is a great place to start for some step-by-step help and support when you are looking at the shoulds that keep you stuck. Okay? All right, my friends, <sighs> thanks for hanging out with me right now. I almost said tonight, but whatever it is for you, thank you for spending time with me. I know your time is valuable and there are thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to and your support means the world to me. So may you go out practicing awareness, acceptance, and appreciation, and may you be you bravely. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.